Previously with Darren Maul. Claire Danes, thank you for talking to me on East Coast Breakfast. Look, the first season of Homeland was very well received and uh, the second and third had audiences slightly more polarised. Did you take that personally? Um, I think we were all very surprised by people's um, fervent embrace of the first seasons. They, the first season, they were, you know, it was a bit startling. Um, we were obviously so appreciative. And I think that it's understandable that there would have been, the pendulum would swing and there would be some disappointment just because the enthusiasm was so strong and so fast. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that we, we definitely feel an obligation to make the best show that we can and just have faith that people will remain interested. So how close is the show to what's happening in the world at the moment? Does what's happening politically in the world inform the show's content and your character? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that is one of the great achievements of our writers, again, is that they're not only able to put a mirror to what's happening uh, politically at the moment, but I think they are even able to anticipate what is going to happen. Um, the show is quite prescient in that respect, and is one of the reasons why it remains relevant culturally. It also manages to be kind of surprisingly neutral politically. <laughs> and uh, right now the show is focusing on the very complex, often precarious relationship between the U.S. and Pakistan, how we are allies and we are not in some ways. What preparation went into playing the role of a person with bipolar disorder? I researched it pretty extensively before we uh, began the first season and I do a kind of refresher course at the, at the start of every season following that. I just read a lot of books on the subject. I met with people who have the condition. I happen to have a lot of friends who are psychologists and therapists because I have a natural curiosity about that and I'm attracted to people who also do so that was kind of convenient. Um, so I talked to them about their experiences with their clients. The best resource for me ultimately was the internet because there are a lot of vlogs, um, video blogs that people with a condition keep. I think it's a great tool for communication. I think it's probably a very isolating experience. They're up in the middle of the night, wired, unable to sleep, really wanting to talk, which is what bipolar people do. And so they talk into this void, you know, into this camera. Um, and so being able to observe people in their manic states was very useful because it's one thing to read about it and to read the theory behind it, you know, the science behind it, but it's another to just really kind of get a sense of what that frequency is like. It's a very challenging disorder and um, I have a lot of respect for people who grapple with it. Do you see yourself as some kind of spokesperson or ambassador for the disorder now? No, 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 not at all. I mean, I have, I've developed a real compassion for people who have it because I've learned about it through the process of playing this role. But my contribution is this, is to play somebody on television as, you know, with this condition, with as much empathy and, and realism as I can. Mm. But the fact is, Time magazine did name you one of a hundred most influential people in the world. What kind of pressure or responsibility comes with that? 
I don't know. I mean, that's lovely. I think those kinds of lists are uh, very subjective. Look, I'm very flattered and honored. I can't take it too seriously because, you know, what does it mean? I don't know. I'm just keeping acting on a television show <laughs> um, that has found a broad and enthusiastic audience for which I'm very grateful. That's not without meaning or significance, but I think it's a fairly modest contribution in terms of, you know, the overall shape of the world. I'm just so, so grateful to continue to get to do what I love to do. Right. Movie stars are making it big on TV these days. So was it a conscious decision for you to move to TV? Yeah, it's a big theme in not only Russia but in America too. And it's amazing that television had a very negative stigma for years. And um, I'm so grateful for this fluidity between the mediums now. It's for actors. There's no shame in being in television quite the opposite. It's now a point of pride to, to be involved with television and I think, you know, some of our most culturally significant entertainment is happening in television and it's I think that happened actually surprisingly quickly. I love the experience of going to a movie theater and sitting in the dark with a bunch of strangers and letting a story kind of wash over you for a two hour period. I, I like that. I mean that seems sort of antiquated now but I think there's something sad in that loss, you know, that, that we don't have many opportunities to connect communally. Season four of Homeland premieres on Mnet tomorrow here in South Africa. How many more seasons do you think you have in you? Is it really my decision? Um, no, look, I love this job and it keeps, as I said before, like there's always a new iteration. So as long as I'm with this team, I'm happy. I'm a freelance artist, you know, I don't, there's a lot of anxiety being an actor, kind of waiting for your next gig, even if you're kind of known and established and it's, there's a huge amount of uncertainty. And I really like the consistency and regularity of this experience. Darren. Darren Mall. Every morning, East Coast Breakfast.